welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 281 of the podcast. I have such an inspiring episode for you today. Many of you have reached out saying that you wanted to hear from grandmothers. And so today I'm bringing you Indie Lou's grandma. A couple months ago, I had Tara Jones on the show. She was talking about her sweet daughter, Indy, who has Down syndrome and who was also battling cancer at the time. Thankfully, she is doing very, very well right now, and that is great. But as I was following along on Tara's Instagram, her sweet mom kept appearing in some of the footage, and I thought, well, no wonder Tara's so awesome. Her mom, Kat, must be awesome too. She just exudes that same joy and the smile, and you just can't help but love her. And so I reached out to Kat asking if she would come on and share about her motherhood journey, and I was really astounded to hear the progression of her motherhood journey. She started out as a single mom, raising kids on her own, going through some really, really challenging circumstances, and she shares about that today on the show. She'll really be able to speak to the fact that even when your life is not as you envisioned, and even when you regret some things you have done or choices you've made, or when you don't feel like the best mom, you can still choose to be a great mom, to be a great grandma, and to go forth with joy in your life. Kat is so awesome, I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's get to it with Kat Whiting. All right, I am so thrilled to be chatting with Kat Whiting today. Hi, Kat. Hi, how are you, Jessica? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It is a pleasure to be talking to you. I first saw your cute face on your daughter's feed, Tara, and you became one of my favorite supporting characters in the indie healing from cancer saga and I just would love whenever you'd appear and just your joy radiates just like your daughter's and I'm like I need to talk to her (laughs) oh my gosh thank you that means so much to me thank you so much well I mean it well where am I speaking to you from today uh from my home in West Jordan Utah and what is your profession okay I do marketing Mm -hmm. for Chick-fil-a and it's a great job I absolutely love it that's amazing. I love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Can you get me like, a, do you get free meals and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> You're a good person to know. I People probably milk you for all you're worth, huh? <laughs> that's so awesome. Well, did you invent? Yeah, I've got the fun job. Yeah. Did you invent dress like a cow day? No, I didn't, but I love participating. That's, like... that's amazing. I love it. We always dress up. It's so fun. We look forward to it every year. Yeah. Well, Kat, will will you just share a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. So I am married to my second husband. We have been married for just over 20 years. Uh, I was married the first time a couple, few different times to the same guy. That's a a very entertaining story there. But um, I had three children with that man and then I met my husband now and we had one child together he has one daughter from his previous marriage so together we have five children I've given birth to four we have six grandchildren and 
two on the way. I just saw Tara made an announcement. I know. Is that the best thing in the whole world? Congratulations to you and to Tara and to everybody. How exciting. Thank you. We're so excited. I bet you are. I bet you are. And you're just the best grandma I can ever imagine, really and truly. It really surprised me when we were emailing back and forth and you were sharing some of your journey. You talked a lot about dealing with insecurity your whole life. And by all intents and purposes, I would think someone as cute and vivacious and fun and seemingly happy as you are, you wouldn't think you would be somebody susceptible to that level of insecurity. Will you share a little bit about that part of your story? Yes. And I hope I can do it without crying. You don't don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) It just, um, I'm not even sure how to describe how it makes me feel. It it really means a lot to me to share it because I feel like it's so important, especially for young girls, you know, and gosh, it, it wasn't until I was about 40, 40 something, I was standing in front of the mirror and I was getting ready for the day. It was like something, just a voice said to me, you know what, you're really, there's really nothing wrong with you. Why are you so hard on yourself. It's like I had this little silent conversation with myself. You're no different than the girl next door. We're all the same. It breaks my heart when people are, for some reason, we're so hard on ourselves. We don't think we're cute enough. We don't think we're pretty enough. We don't think our shape is cute enough, our figure. It's really sad what we do to ourselves. And and I don't know how well, I do know how I got that way. My parents were divorced at a young age and things were hard. And, you know, my mom was doing the best that she could. And to be totally honest, I still have my insecurities. Yeah, I think we all do. And, and as a mom going into motherhood, it is such a hard calling to have and a hard role to assume. And if you go in having felt previously like you're not worthy or you're not good enough or you're not good at things or other people are better than you, things like that. Gosh, that's a hard uphill road to believe you can be a good mom. You can be a great mom and you're equipped for your kids. Was there any insecurity in motherhood for you? Um, Right at the beginning, I remember you live what you learn, basically. And that's how I started out as a mom. I I started out the same way. And I would yell and scream and spank, um, what have you, just just the way that I had grown up. Sometimes I just felt so mean and so bad. And when my – so Tara would have been a baby, and my son would have been, oh, three and a half four, Tara would have been about a year old, yelling at my son, and it's going to make me cry. I just thought, this little boy is my life, my my heart, my pride, and my joy, and why am I yelling at him? I did not like the way I was treated when I was growing up, and I conscious effort to change that around so that my children would grow up knowing that their mother loved them and that I was there for them and there's nothing that I wouldn't do for them. And so how do you do that when it's so ingrained in you to yell or to spank or to use physicalness? You know, 
when you don't know any better, you can't possibly do any better. So how did you learn different ways to parent? You know, this is kind of silly, but I was on my own a lot. My my husband, we didn't have a good relationship, which is a whole other story. The answer to your question, for the most part, I feel like I had best friends. That is who has always been there for me. My grandma, wonderful, and every other word that goes along with that. But I lost her when I was a junior in high school. And my grandma saved me. I feel like she saved my life so many times. And I felt like she has always been with me and near me, trying to think of what my grandmother would do and praying about it. And I was not the best at it. But I have spent my life as a mother trying to do better and just be a better mom. I feel like my grandchildren are my pride and joy. There is nothing that I would rather be doing. Well, they are so, so lucky to have you. And really and truly, what I think makes an extraordinary mom is somebody who's willing to see something that's not working and make a change. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect from the onset. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect ever. An extraordinary mom is somebody that wants the best for their children, for their family, for themselves, and can recognize something is not working and I can choose a different way. And so as much regret or heartache that you may hold from those early years of motherhood for you, because I can only imagine how painful that must have been, especially doing it mostly on your own, to see what you've been able to do now and the way you've been able through self-awareness and self-reflection and thinking, what would my grandmother do? And to do it a different way. That is extraordinary to me, Kat. Extraordinary. Thank you. I mean it. Thank you. I mean it. I mean it. So to wrap up the conversation on early motherhood for you, you told me there were times where you were doing three and four jobs just to make end meet. You were a single mom. Your husband, there was infidelity. There was drugs. That was such a hard season, and I just can't imagine parenting well amidst those circumstances. So what kept you going? How did you endure those really challenging times? And what would you tell somebody else going through something hard that they did not envision for their life? You just you just do what you got to do. You do it for you do it for your babies. You do it for your children. And that's really what kept me going is my children. There were so many times where I would I, I would have a, a literal breakdown. Um, I would go and go and go, and you have to be strong and strong, and I would never cry. And, and then it was about every six or eight months, I would usually end up in bed for two to three days, mm-hmm. just sit from trying not to let anything get to me. And I think that we need to find... A happy, a happy medium to let those emotions out hmm. on a consistent basis. And, you know, back then, I didn't know anything about meditation or taking time for yourself. I didn't know how to take time for myself. And when you're a single mom doing all that, you really don't have time for yourself. It was hard. It was really hard. And it had to be really hard trying to rise above 
the narratives you were brought up with. It goes back to just being a condition, being conditioned by what you're brought up around and things like that. Because sometimes these narratives, even if they're incorrect and even if they're negative and even if they're not working for us, they're so ingrained in our mind, we don't even realize what we're modeling for our kids. Right? Like you did probably, it was not intentional by any means on your part to model unhealthy habits about body image and things like that. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But when you realize that it was detrimental, not only to yourself, because that's the worst thing is to, to feel that yourself, but then to see how it's impacting others and you're like, oh no, no, no. To be able to correct that and course correct and I don't know, that's the best you can do. What is something that you think you did really well with your kids? What did you teach them and you're like, yeah, I, I'm proud of, of instilling that in them. And maybe we just speak to specifically Tara since that's who our listeners are familiar with. Okay, so for years, like, let's see, how old is Tara? Um, for a good 10, 13 years, I have been saying, gosh, I hope I can be like Tara when I grow up. I think that um, being single uh, her older brother, Chris, and her, they had a lot of responsibility, which on one hand has always made me feel so bad. But on the other hand, I see them now and they are both amazing adults. They were amazing teenagers. They got things done. They had to, they were, they were used to getting things done at home because it was basically them unfortunately, as I was working all the time. So they did have a lot of responsibility. They basically took care of my youngest daughter at the time, Alyssa, just had some memories pop into my mind about them taking care of cute little Alyssa and the Mm. whole entire cupboard falling off the wall. (laughs) Okay, anyways, that's how crazy life gets. But There is one thing I feel that was so important to me to teach my kids. For the most part, what was most important to me is how to treat people, girls especially. And I know girls don't mean to be this way in school. It's just part of growing up and being insecure. Again, it goes back to everyone's insecurities. I just did never want my girls to be like that with with anybody I remember feeling left out and hurt and what is wrong with me and why doesn't anybody like me I just did never want my daughters making anyone else feel that way and that goes a long way probably the most important thing to me I think that is just so important because that really that kindness really does have a ripple effect um and the person being kind not only extends that kindness to other people and makes them feel good, but it makes you feel good and valued and seen and like you have a role in this world too. And so I think that really is an antidote to insecurity is being kind, right? Because then you feel absolutely. like you have a place. You do. You matter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just what I think is so remarkable about you, Kat, is just – the polarity of early motherhood for you and and where you are today and and the way that you live your life and the kindness and the joy that you just put out into the world. Was there ever a time 
well, I'm sure there was a time, but how did you get through the seasons where you found it hard to cultivate that joy and, and the smiles and things like that? There were times for sure. For the most part, I've always been a pretty positive person. My dad was the happiest man and always positive. And unfortunately, I didn't really grow up with him and spend a lot of time with him. But my dad was amazing and just always the most positive, happy guy. And and I feel like I got that from him. It feels better to be happy than it does to be unhappy. And so why not choose to be happy? Life is already hard enough for everybody. And when you're unhappy, you make it that much harder on the people around you. And I definitely don't want to be making anything harder, you know, like than it can be on other people as well. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think it just basically, it just feels better to be, to choose happy. Sure. And I say that all the time in my own parenting because I'm a recovering yeller. Like, I never thought I was going to yell at my kids. My mom my mom didn't really yell at me, but somehow there's this gut reaction when my kids aren't responding or when it happens. I just wanted to just bah, yell. Um, and since I've realized that does not feel good, you know, even if that's the only tactic you have in the very beginning, recognize what doesn't feel good to you. And figure out a way to find something that feels better. And even on the days where I'm trying to like keep my cool and choose better methods of parenting beyond like yelling or snapping, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I always feel better when I am in control of my emotions. It feels better. Definitely. Yes. So even if, yeah, it's not going to change the circumstances or it's not going to yield a certain result, just finding the opportunities to say, like, what can I control? And I'm going to control how I feel about this. And I just, yeah, that's a great, great tip. Oh, man, I just I just adore you so much. But I know that there are moms listening who feel perhaps they're in a season of feeling stuck. Perhaps they're in a season of feeling like they wish their marriage were different or they wish they had done things differently for their kids, and maybe even just yesterday, maybe they, you know, blew up yesterday or something, and they're just struggling. Speak to that struggling mom right now. What advice would you give them to, to choose happy? You know, just it's okay. It's okay to to mess up, and you your mess up might be somebody else's best. Your mess up may not even be that bad, and but no matter no matter how bad your mess up was, you can always change it. You can always correct it. You have the next day to start over. Yesterday doesn't matter. Today is where we're at. And let's focus on today and do what we can today. Let's live our best life today. And we can look to the future and know that we can do better but as far as yesterday you know what's that saying if you're looking back you can't go forward mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. um, but it's just it's so true and I need to listen to those words myself because I am one that is really good at looking back and thinking why did I do that why didn't I why didn't I do this instead? Yeah. Just the other day, I I said something to 
my daughter who is struggling with some things right now and oh I immediately regretted it and then I cried all night and then the next day you know I apologized I asked her to forgive me so many so many times she's like mom let it go it's fine and so we that just goes to show again that we are so much harder on ourselves than other people usually are that makes sense Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. My therapist once said she kind of diagnosed me with the condition of rehashing and rehearsing. Like I was always rehashing the past and going back over all of my misdeeds. And then I was always rehearsing for the future, like worrying with anxiety about the future. She's like, just live in this space right now and just respond presently to whatever's going on right now. And immediately, like the weight just felt so lifted off my shoulders to just live and respond to right now. That's awesome. That's excellent advice. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. And so what would you say, you know, what's your role in parenting your adult children now? We have a lot of young moms on this show, but I love hearing from moms a season beyond. Now you're a grandmother. What is your parenting role now? And kind of what kind of rules do you do you follow and how much to insert yourself in, in their lives now? <laughs> I try not to get too much in the way. Hopefully they would feel <laughs> the same way, but I really try to be there for them. I, I feel like I'm still trying to make up for, well, again, past mistakes, but I just want to be the best mom to them that I can be. They all deserve so much. Mm-hmm. And I I just try to be there for them. And there's nothing that I would rather do than be helping my children with whatever they need. And another thing I love about my job is my family comes first. And they're very good about that. And I can pick my schedule and whatever my family, my children need, that's where I'm at and that's where I want to be. Mm. Um, I try to, I'm just trying to help them with their needs, but also with their children. I feel like maybe if I wasn't the best mom, I can be the best grandma and that is something I know I can be. Mm. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to spend the rest of my life doing is being the best grandma to my children who deserve the very best. I love that. And it all starts with believing that that's possible, right? You know darn well you can't go back in the past and you would have changed things if you could. But why why spend any more time thinking about the things that you wanted to change when you you know you can't control any of that any longer? But – controlling what you can right this second and being present and being loving and believing I can be the best mom today too because you might say oh early motherhood I really struggled but you're still a mom today so you can be the best mom you still can be the best mom and the best grandma today you can (laughs) you can yeah you are so cute I I believe in you (laughs) yeah that's my goal Yeah, don't label yourself that I may not have been the best mom, but I can be the best grandma because you can be both because you're still a mom. Wow, thank you. That means so much. I can. Yes. I can be. Good. Good. Yay. (laughs) Good job. What a breakthrough. I love it. I love it. So, Kat, I always ask my guests two final questions 
And the first one is how has motherhood and now grandmotherhood changed you as a person? You know, Jessica, I can't imagine my life. I'm sure, you know, that all of us as mothers can't imagine our life without our children. I just, I don't feel like I would be here if it wasn't for my children. My children are the ones that kept me going through so many hard times. You know, raising children is hard, whether you're doing it with the the best husband ever. It, It can be very hard. I feel like it has really made me a better person. I feel like even beyond motherhood, our experiences can, they make us or they break us. They can make us better or they can make us miserable. I feel like that's why we're all here is to learn and grow from one another. And if that's from our children, then that's from our children. And my children have taught me so much, unbelievable, probably more than I've learned from anyone else in this lifetime. I've learned from my children as a whole. And I'm sure that's the way it is for everybody. Oh, I totally do. And I think we're sent specific children to teach us certain things that only we can learn from them. And the challenges Absolutely. are meant to teach us things. And and not that we're, you know, doomed by certain circumstances by God or anything like that. But just everything in this life, specifically the families that we have, even the hardest situations and the tough relationships and the missteps and, and the things we get right. Like it's all cumulative to get us to where we need to go. I believe that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, being older and seeing your children grown, you you start to realize why you were given these children hmm. and what they have done for you um, to help you grow. As you get older, you see different things and you start to learn. It takes a long time, though, to see that, doesn't it? My oldest is eight right now, and I'm like, what am I supposed to learn from you? Otherwise, I'm just like going gray over this kid. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I, I assume so there's a lesson in the long game and, and there's edifying in the long game in this in this child. Ah! Oh my gosh. There is. That there is, is so good. Well, Kat, I always ask my guests, here's just this one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh my goodness, that makes me cry. Oh my heavens. I would tell myself that I've been given a gift. It's your joy for your life. As long as you have this child, take this gift and love it and do the best that you can. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're both learning and growing together. They don't come with an instruction manual on how to be a mother. And I would have told myself, you pat yourself on the back every night before you go to bed. You made it through that day. You pat yourself on the back. Hmm. and tell yourself what a good job you did. That would be my wish for all mothers out there today. That's beautiful. Yeah, and when you flash back to being that young mom with little, little kids, working three and four jobs just to make ends meet, to rise above a parenting model that you knew wasn't serving you, but you were striving to make something different, a different life for your kids, and... I mean, don't you just have such compassion for that version oh. of you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I. It would break my heart 
looking at another person, looking at somebody else who was thinking those things about them and yet trying so hard and doing their best, yet Mm -hmm. feeling so bad all the time. Oh, I would never wish that on anybody. And I hope that, especially after this conversation, as we've, you know, kind of brought up some things that I'm sure resurfaced a lot of wound and sensitivity and vulnerability, which I really appreciate you sharing, Kat. I hope that you can have compassion for that version of yourself so many years ago and realize even that mom deserved that pat on the back because she was doing the very best she could. And no matter, you know, the struggles that your kids had or, you know, the things that you go back to and things like that, you are an extraordinary mom, grandma, and you are encouraging so many with your story today. So I just really want to thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. It's been my pleasure, and I appreciate all of your words, so I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. I wanted to thank Kathleen for coming on the show. I want really, truly appreciate her sharing her story. And it just goes to show that we can look back and have some things that we wish we had done differently, but realize that we have the power to choose who we are and how we are today. I wanted to give her daughter, Tara, Tara Jones, hi Tara, the opportunity to send a little message of love to her mom to tell us what she thinks about her mom as a mom and as a grandma. Hi mom, it's Tara. Um, I just wanted to add a little extra note to the things that you and Jessica talked about. Um, And I want you to know um, that there are so many good qualities that you possess and so many things that I love about you. Um, Some of those things that I love about you are that you're so friendly and giving and loving and um, compassionate to other people. And um, I know that you would do anything for anybody and... You love to brighten other people's days and make other people happy. And um, I love how outgoing you are. I've always wanted to be more outgoing like you and so friendly. And everybody loves you. Everybody loves you. Um, I also want you to know that um, the challenges you faced while we were growing up, I know were very difficult. And it would be hard for any mom in your circumstances to feel like she was being the mom that she really wanted to be because you were limited in your abilities to be that mom um, as a single mom and working three jobs a lot of the time and um, you know being gone a lot because of that and doing your best financially and with the time that you did have with us that would be hard for any mom and um, ultimately, that taught me and our my siblings um, a lot of lessons. So some of the things that it taught me were about family, and it, it taught me what's important for me in a family and what I um, wanted my family to look like because I knew um, the family structure that we had wasn't easy. Um, So that helped me to look for a good guy to marry who I knew would be 
um, supportive and loyal and take care of us. And um, it also taught me that I could be hardworking and that if needed, I could provide for myself and I could provide for a family um, if my circumstances were different and I needed to do that. I knew that I would be able to um, because I saw you do it. Um, and I know that you feel like you weren't the best mom because of those circumstances and um, I just want you to know that you were a great mom <laughs> and what I remember from being little at that time was that you spoiled us and that's what first comes to my mind when I think about the mom that you were. I think about how hard you worked so that we never went without anything and I really appreciated that. I remember always feeling very uh, lucky and very spoiled and never um, felt like I missed out on anything or any experiences. Um, and I want you to know that you're s still today a great mom and it's never too late to um, become the mom that you want to be and you're also a wonderful grandma, uh, the best grandma, and you know how much Indy loves you and all of your grandkids love you and love spending time with you and you're so fun with them and I love the way that you get down on their level and play with them for hours on end and make them feel special. And um, like I said, it's never too late to become the mom and the grandma that you want to be and you're doing it right now. So don't be so hard on yourself about the things that happened in the past because it's the past and everybody gets a chance to become better and you've um, done that. So you're an excellent grandmother and you're an excellent mother and let the past stay in the past and just move forward from today knowing that um, you can be your best and do your best from here on out, which you are already doing. So I love you so much and I know that the rest of our family just loves and adores you so much too and we are also grateful for everything that you have sacrificed for us our entire lives and everything that you continue to sacrifice now um, to help us and to be a good mom and to be a good grandmother. Uh, you're the best and I think everybody else knows that too. So you need to believe that as well. <laughs> we love you so much, mom. Bye. I really wanted to include that in today's episode because I think as moms we can be so hard on ourselves. We can think about all the ways that we messed up or the ways that we're feeling ill-equipped for handling the challenges of life or the challenges that come with being a mom in general and being everything we can to our kids, but realizing that love is truly all you need and the intention to love and be there for your kids, it can really make up for a multitude of shortcomings. So thank you, Tara, for sharing that. Thank you, Kathleen, for sharing your story. I think you are both extraordinary. And I hope we can all be a little bit more full of grace for ourselves as we look at the job we're doing as moms. I guarantee if you're listening to the Extraordinary Moms podcast that you're extraordinary. You wouldn't be listening if you weren't intent on being anything but that. 
So thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't already started following me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Coming up this Friday, my husband's coming back on the show. We have been doing a marriage challenge over the last few weeks and months, and we want to talk about what that has looked like for us and what that has done for our marriage. So if you are looking for some marriage inspiration and some simple ways to improve the connection you have with your spouse, this Friday's episode is for you. So I hope you'll tune in for that. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.